0: Before I turn you over to the podcast, I just want to remind you that this podcast is made possible because of game art. Institute. So if you're interested in a career in game arts, either in character arts or environment or one of the other directions that we're moving into in game design, for example, AR, VR, then head over to GameArtInstitute.com. The specialty, the thing that we really focus on there and that's really important is that we pick up where almost all traditional schooling fails. We pick up where it really matters when you're trying to get that job right now you may have gone to school you may know somebody who's gone to school and they've spent a hundred thousand dollars and they have been woefully unprepared to get that job in the industry because this industry doesn't care if you went to harvard they don't care if you know jimmy jack sally sue they care about your work and that means that you've got to be in a place in a state in a way where you are focused on producing the highest quality work that you can possibly produce. That's what we do at the boot camp. You come in, we get focused, and we produce results. So head over to gameartinstitute.com. You can head over to the um, student work or the alumni page where you can see what our students are doing. That'll give you an idea of what people are producing. And if you're interested, make sure that you apply today so we can get into the uh, phone call with you. And we are looking for students and uh, we have spots to fill. So make sure you give us a call. And I look forward to chatting with you then. All right, now back to the programming. Thank you, guys. Thanks, everybody, for being here. Uh, Walid, thank you so much for taking the time out. Are you in France right now? Yes, in France, yes. Thank you for the opportunity. Absolutely. So um, tell me, why don't we start with... uh, What are you doing now? Where are you working? For
1: now, I'm not uh, really
0: working on a 3D project.
1: I was uh, really busy with uh, work uh, not related to 3D. Mm -hmm. Okay. But I will start uh, soon... um, uh, Steel mill environment. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's what I'm going to do. All right. But if you want, if you want, uh, if uh, someone wants to see uh, something in a uh, specific, uh, can ask. I, I can open uh, open the file.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we'll look at it here in just a second. So um, if we're looking at, let's think, uh, gosh, I mean, any one of your works, but uh, you guys can head over to his art station. It is station forward slash W A L I D, as in dog dash K P. And that'll get you over to his art station where you can look. Um, but if I'm looking at your work, I'm looking at this Gothic confessional and we're looking at this tutorial. I think this is one of the things that really caught my eye. Um, there's just some amazing, uh, detail in here. So why don't, you know, um, the job that you have listed on art station is prop artist. Is, Is that what you do in games or is that the, is that the job you do or do you do something different?
1: That's what I was uh, mainly doing uh, as a freelance uh, artist. Yeah. Main props and uh, stuff like that. But uh, now I will work as an environment artist. Uh, which one, sorry? In a, uh, sorry? What kind of artist?
0: Environnement. Oh, yes. Environment. Yes. Great. Sorry so, for my uh, accent. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no. Please. I'm grateful you're, um, you're here and we get to learn from you. So if you're working as. So you're, do you consider that a level up from prop artist to environment artist?
1: I will not say a level up it's a uh, really different like you can't spend uh, as much time as you do on uh, on an environment as you do on props it's yeah. a really different uh, approach yeah if you get it uh, can take a really your <clears throat> sorry your time in a hero asset uh, like that okay like z- is et etc okay in uh, environment okay you have to use a lot of tiling uh, texture
0: okay so it's more like, like a, a, it's more sorry to It's more like world building and things like that. Yes. Okay. So what is a job? What is a, um let's let's actually work with what you did as a prop artist. What does a prop artist do? And what does your day look like? You come in, you start modeling. What's what's your process as a prop artist?
1: You will be given a, a specific uh, concept art
0: mm-hmm.
1: or uh, mainly a general I- idea for props to. The, f- the first thing that you will do, generally, is to seek for reference. That will be uh, the, the props it- itself, the material of the, the props, Yeah. and uh, how the props is going to be used. Like, if there is a wear w- and here, etc. Like, for example, if I want a generator, let's say it's a water pump, mm-hmm. in what kind of environment it's going to be. But, of course, you're not going to have a clean, uh, out of the, the production... Uh, generator yeah. so you're going to see for any kind of material etc yep. and the context in which it's going to be used then you, you're going to start the blockout, out then uh, hp modeling lp etc
0: mm-hmm.
1: i think uh, guys are used to
0: that workflow yeah totally yeah okay and then you take it all the way to substance and do you put it in the game engine to test or what is your deliverables for people
1: yeah, generally, you put it in uh, the game engine or the uh, renderer, mm-hmm. if it is an uh, octane of uh, VR or whatever. Mm-hmm. Then you treat the material uh, to make it fit the art style of the project. But yes, we mainly use the uh, substance As a freelance, that's, that's what I was doing.
0: And how did you, how do you get started... As a freelancer, is it something, did you work in, um, in a job first and then kind of go off on your own, or did you start as a freelancer?
1: Our first uh, paid job in 3D, yes, was a freelancer mm-hmm. because I'm a, I am a self-taught artist. Mm-hmm. So uh, I really recently have my uh, first job actually in a, in, the, in, the pro, in a studio. Yeah. So yes, I was working alone. By myself, by giving uh, some little contract by uh, several uh, studios yeah. or uh, indie guy. I also um,
0: sell stuff on the Unreal Marketplace, Unreal okay. Engine. Okay. Is that a great place to get clients, the Unreal Marketplace?
1: Yeah, you can get uh, noticed uh, quickly if you get uh, nice uh, content.
0: Mm-hmm. What but kind mainly,
1: of... you will have job by... Uh, I don't know how to say in english maybe it's the same moods and the ear you know
0: mm-hmm. like mood development you know I mean? or...
1: like if we want to share our oh, contact this guy is good etc you know yeah. what i mean
0: yeah totally got it um so what kind of products on the unreal market really sell and help get somebody's name out there word of mouth rashid yeah. Yeah. Well, i on <laughs>
1: Mainly to create a new pack, you have to seek what people want in the forum uh-huh. and what has not been done yet. Okay. So you got, uh, if you're a props artist, for example, you can check what has already been done. What is the quality bar to reach? Yeah. What is the price tag, Gen- generally, for the column kind of prop you want to do? Mm-hmm. That's how you will get noticed,
0: obviously, to do something uh, new. Got it. But how do you find out what people want? You know, because I can see what they've done on the marketplace. But how do you find out what they want? What are the criteria for you?
1: I will ask uh, the the question to myself first. What I would want to buy, for example. Okay. What's missing here? Yeah. Yeah. That's all I start, Yes. All
0: right. And do you think when you are working along these lines, do you think in terms of categories like sci-fi, fantasy, um, realistic, or or how do you, do you have a particular direction that you do you favor?
1: I would go with uh, realistic and uh, more uh, fantastic, mm-hmm. like steampunk, uh, steampunk and, and, and uh, stuff like that. Yeah, because uh, sci-fi is a bit uh, so. Over cluttered, you know, there is a lot of uh, sci-fi yeah. stuff. Too it's much. It's really hard to do something new sci-fi today. Okay. So I will not bother. I love that. And do something like a medieval, uh, steampunk. There is a lot of uh, cyber, cyberpunk stuff uh, lately okay. that work really
0: well. Okay. Cyberpunk stuff and... Uh, steampunk. And steampunk. Medieval. Okay. Medieval. Realistic. Yeah. Okay. Stay away from sci-fi.
1: Yeah, for now I think it's a bit overdone, yes.
0: Great. Okay, so this is really neat. This is a great way for somebody to get exposure of their work. Um what are some of the criteria that you think are are important for somebody to be kind of successful putting something like this together? Is it, you know, is there a certain, I don't know, quality bar they need to have in substance? Like how how can they how can they um prepare themselves?
1: I would look at uh, already at the uh... The pack already available in the marketplace, yeah, and try to see how they build their stuff, for yeah. example, if you click here, you already have some kind of overview image
0: we're looking at a modular school pack um, yeah, and now we're looking at a desert asset pack on the so network.
1: you can see on this kind of overview image you can see uh, how eco equ- equ- restricted uh, is the asset
0: mm-hmm.
1: how much asset there is, yeah, like you get the modular stuff, etc. And here, you have the description. This is a good starting point to know which quality bar to seek for, what you will have to do, considering your pack, mm-hmm. and uh, the general workflow you're going to use. Because one, one main thing that works in the Unreal Engine is to have a lot of uh, modularity in your asset, Kay. the shader, et a lot of c- customization. It's one of the big selling points of
0: uh, Unreal Engine pack. Got it. Okay, and then uh, Rashid was asking, do you need to have licenses, or is this just literally a marketplace? You just upload your stuff.
1: Yeah, you just upload your stuff. There is a review a process by uh, Epic Game. Okay. That can take uh, one month, one week, if you uh, got lucky. But uh, yeah, you just uh, have to uh, send your stuff to Epic, create a, an account, and uh, you're done.
0: Okay, got it. All right, now if we're back, and then I'm looking at your art station. Um, you know, and I'm looking at, let's so say you have this piece, the Hellgast Spire BB. It's, your, it's a whip. It's about two years old. Um, and uh, on that, uh, you know, there's an enormous amount of detail in, in, in the modeling. And, you know, you've got all these like little small pieces and these, these little holes in it. Do you know the one I'm talking about? This one? Uh, yeah, that one. Exactly. So when, when we're looking at the career or the job of being kind of a freelance prop artist, you know, uh, the the kind of the question where I'm going with this is what are the criteria? What is it that somebody really needs to be able to do? Um, what are the things that help you be successful and get the clients that you've gotten? Um, this modeling looks very detailed, a beautiful high-res modeling. Um, what are some of the requirements that you've seen that just ha- people need to have these skills to be able to do this job? A good uh,
1: knowledge of the uh, topology. Oh. is going to us uh, of the uh, topology. Mm-hmm. Ok. <clears throat> That's uh, the main thing in uh, art surface. really I uh, will uh, not argue enough to uh, spend a lot of time to start small when you learn uh, topology and go higher uh, every time. Just a little bit more challenge every day and you will progress uh, progress really fast. Hmm. And uh, when you're gain- getting really good, uh, you will be uh, faster, you will know where uh, to spend your uh, polycont, uh, budget yeah and uh, the engineer workflow will, workflow will
0: be better okay that makes sense to me start small like i see this camera that you've built um yeah you know and this is just beautifully modeled this thing
1: <clears throat> because when uh, i have uh, started learning 3D, I mm-hmm. i was always making the mistake of wanted uh, to do uh, yeah, uh, urge scene yes, Oh, I want to do that today. Yes, it's going to be amazing, but you never finish it when uh, you start, you know, mm. because it's too much to handle. So, uh, you really need to get back to little props, finish them. Really put as much detail as you, as you can. Try to uh, every day, every time, push a bit more what you can already what you already know, and uh, you will be good. But don't start uh, urge stuff. You will not finish them most of the time, and uh, you will not progress.
0: Got it. So if you've got a question, because I'm also looking here at your um, your environment, the old composition, the scene, three years old. Um, and is this an example? Because this looks pretty solid. But is this an example of something that um, you decided to get more into the props, or is this you know pretty much ready to go? Oh, that no,
1: like that. that was really the beginning of me uh, learning 3D. Yeah. All of the assets. Almost all of, all, of, <clears throat> all of the assets are uh, from the 3SDK, okay. you know, the CryEngine Tree 3SDK. Yep. That was really my first time uh, compositing stuff, playing with a uh, wall machine. Mm-hmm. And general uh, composition. Got it. That's when I started uh, learning uh, modeling. Then there is this one. That was uh, one of the first, I think that's the very first asset pack I ever released,
0: mm-hmm. the Rock yeah and so now so in the beginning you were self-taught you learned this by doing world building using asset packs then you went and you developed your skill as in the modeling component in the factor right yeah exactly okay got it and really built the props and, and focused on the bevels and getting authenticity in the pieces um, and then as you kind of grew along that path uh, when did you encounter substance substance painter
1: i think it was a uh... After this project.
0: The camera project? Yes.
1: I discovered uh, Substance Painter, It was uh, so much faster than uh, Quick Cell Suite mm-hmm. for those uh, who use it. And really, uh, Substance Painter is a Photoshop on a steroid for artists, you know?
0: Yeah, totally.
1: Exactly the same. Th- this is the same thing.
0: We're opening up uh, Substance Painter here. Gonna see if we do something. You say quick, but I can never open Substance or an asset quick. <laughs> <laughs> <program>. <laughs> it's a resource hog i
1: think i got something here
0: okay sorry so yes here it
1: is no no more the bug okay so let's say you want to texture or whatever the props is and you are used to uh, photoshop this is really great you can start with a fill layer as a base that's what i start uh, with uh, every time mm-hmm. i start to think about how was built uh, the object and uh, work a layer a uh, layer you know yeah like if the base is a uh, metal then there is paint i uh, first do the metal then let's say you want to add a paint oh one thing uh, to note is that if you have metal under a fill layer mm-hmm. You, you, don't, you don't have to kill the spec or the metalness in a metal workflow because otherwise this will override uh, the uh, material properties. Let me explain. You know, if I uh, delete it, yeah. the paint is going to be metallic. Got it. I have specified that it's not metal. If the... It's to add a black mask, for example. Mm-hmm. a gener- Generator. And uh, the mask editor builder. And then I work... Uh, we can start from here. Yeah, like always, when you want to show something, does it work?
0: <laughs> I understand that. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> yeah.
1: So when you have, for example, yes, I will invert that. Okay. If you want to do, a, for example, edged image, I will always start with a the mask, then add a fill layer, for example, then a grunge or pro- procedural, procedural. And here you can play for those uh, users to Photoshop with all the, the uh, Fusion uh, method. Don't hesitate to add a little bit of height to further um, emphasize the fact that is a, this is a, a layer. Really subtle, like 0.2 maybe. Here I'm hiding uh, the part I don't want to be uh, uh, affected by the, uh, the paint because it's looking uh, really bad. Try to break as much as possible possible the uh, tiling by adding another mask, multiply, or subtract, subtract situation. This is the kind of thing that was really, really slow in uh, QuickCell Suite. And here, you know, you got full control. It's non-destructive. You can uh, always change uh, stuff. You can add another generator on top, for example, like light. Like, if you want, uh, for example, the top to be affected, or the bottom.
0: Yeah.
1: All this kind of of stuff, you know.
0: Yeah, it's such a beautiful software. I see you're just stacking generator after generator after generator on top of it. That's really cool to see that. Um, Are you blending layers between them? Uh, Let me say it this way. Are you setting the blending modes differently?
1: Yeah, depending on the mask, yes. Okay. Sometimes you have to fiddle to know exactly uh, what will do what. Yeah. Because it depends of the the above uh, mask, mm-hmm. but generally it's, it's always the same. You know, multiply, darken, lighten, you know, a dodge, subtract, and
0: a uh, screen, most of the time. Got it. Okay, and so um, Monica's got a good question. <laughs> I like this question. It's a little, uh, but basically the questions. Um, is the workflow more towards, you know, what does this button do? What does that button do? <laughs> kind of the, you know, I call it the clever monkey style. Um, you know, and is that the process that you recommend? Or, you know, is there some scientific process or what? The first time you open a software, yes, this is exactly what you have to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Try,
1: trying everything, making as fast as possible mistake. Mm-hmm. The more the more often you do mistake in the beginning, the less you will do the same uh, later. Here, it looked like it, it looked like, uh, didn't know what was doing what, but you will have to fiddle even, even when uh, you get users to it to see uh, what kind of results it is going to
0: give you. Got it. Just keep trying, cycle through the problems, and you develop it from there, right? Yeah, solve the problem. Okay, great. Well, now I'd love to kind of shift a little bit here and talk about that um, that Gothic confessional you built because one of the issues that we have here um, in the boot camp and in dealing with the environment stuff is how do you do relief work? How do you do ornamental work? Do you sculpt the ornamental work? Do you do it in Substance Designer? Is it an alpha? And then especially the relief work because you've got some beautiful relief work. Um, in, in, uh, well, I mean, it's all relief, the ornamentation is all relief, but I mean, that little piece, what's, uh, the shepherd scene?
1: All the ornaments were done in a uh, 3ds Max, uh, okay. with uh, a sub-d modeling workflow, okay, and, uh, the uh, Jesus panel, for example, I will open the brush file if you want. Of, uh,
0: yeah, so you're saying the ornamentation is done in Max?
1: Yes, the only stuff that was done in uh, ZBrush was uh, the uh, Jesus panel. It was at first uh, a scan, okay. as you can see here. Yeah. Like uh, really uh, mushy. And uh, I have off uh, all of the line in uh, ZBrush. Yeah. But uh, yes, all er- ornaments were done in,
0: uh, in a in 3ds Max, as you cool. can see here. Yeah, quick questions before we get into the ornamentation. What you use to scan? What was your procedure for that? For scan? Yeah.
1: Well, uh, nothing fancy really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, of course, a camera, like uh, everyone know, and uh, I don't have really, uh, really uh, amazing tips and tricks to give. You take your photo as much as, as you can. Uh, yeah. Around the object in different angles, like uh, the horizon, mm-hmm. top, and a little bit the bottom, if you can. Yeah. And one, one thing I will do, for example, a rock is to reconstruct the bottom in a 3D code oh, okay. with the uh, clone tool. I will try to show later. Um,
0: for the for the imagery, are you using something like Agisoft to combine them all and create the scan, or do you use something else to create the scan? Uh, yes, it was uh, Agisoft, yes. Okay, good. Yeah, It's a great program. So powerful. It's ridiculous. Huh? Yeah, it works really good, yes. Okay. All right, cool. Well, I, um, I don't know about other people, but I think one of the fundamental problems that we have is understanding ornamentation. And if there's any um, advice you can give on how you created some of these beautiful flower um, and ornament patterns, it would be, you know, very, very useful. Such a beautiful render too, man. Great job. Thank you. Wow. One of the
1: main things in the ornament is uh, intimidation. You know, when you see a a, hutch piece of ornaments, like uh, something like that, like this kind of stuff, you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You, your first reaction, often, when you, you start modeling, is uh, "No way, I'm going to do that." You know, it's impossible. Never going to make it. But once you you get your topology methodology down, it's always the same, you know. Like, for example, let's try a scroll. One tip to make a perfect square quad sphere swer- sphere. Sorry. In a 3D in a 3D modeling. Mm-hmm specifically in uh, 3ds Max here, is to start with a cube, then add a TurboSmooth on top of it, then add the um, Spherify modifier, and you will have a perfect sphere, Quadify. Because the the basic sphere, when subdivided, you know you got this ugly artifact shading,
0: uh, there, yeah, we see it sometimes, yeah, but its it's it's hard, and it may not translate in the, across the web very well, but i I know what you're talking about with the the end gun, the pole right there at the edge, or at the end top and bottom.
1: for scroll, I will start with a eight sided uh, sphere mm-hmm. I'm not working with a reference here, but I will advise to so use it to it, so it's okay, so I will try to do the scroll by following the number of sides I have mm-hmm. in my mesh, for example. So this will connect letter to to this sub.
0: Okay. Mm, and I see you're and you're aiming that right towards you know that yes. vertice that you're going to connect it to. I got it. To try to keep a certain uh,
1: flow, you know, edge flow. Totally. And uh, one thing that I will advise too is to don't bother really much about the uh, orientation, you know, of the scroll, because okay. the scroll often, you know, goes down here. Don't bother with that at the beginning, try to get the shape good and you can always add at the end uh, of FFD and uh, just move stuff. Here we go. Move this one to keep the
0: edge flow. Are you purposely avoiding any triangles?
1: Yeah, for now. When learning, it's good to get good to topology and and solving problem Mm -hmm. and try to work with the quad, but in the end, it's not really important. If the result is good, then you don't really care, you know. But when you learn 3D, it's the best prat- practice to uh, start with uh, a good solving problem uh, knowledge, you know? Yeah. Because if you start doing uh, worse stuff, etc., when you're going to have a problem on a match, that will be solved easily by a quad. We don't know how to do it. If uh, that makes sense.
0: Yeah, totally. Ma- just make sure that you, um, I mean, quads are the preference, uh, and you just try not but to build any bad not habits.
1: Necessary, no. Yeah. Yes. At the beginning, yes so what's important about edge flow you know if you got too much edge try in general try to keep as much low poly as possible when doing sub-demodeling because if you have too much geometry it's going to be a pain to modify the match at the, at the end so you see it starts to get in shape at the end with the croton loop here it will uh, flatten this uh, artifact so what i was saying earlier try to keep the the base the main uh, shape mm-hmm. and then after Moving the stuff with the FFD modifier Mm -hmm. is going to maintain the shape and be much easier on uh, your life and your time. Got it. It can be pain in the ass, (laughs)
0: literally. (laughs) Yes. So the key thing, (laughs) (laughs) the key key (laughs) thing. If if I understand you correctly, the key thing is to build it in two D, where you just build the relief for each one of these parts and then you establish the overlap. Correct.
1: Yes. Try to keep it as low poly as possible and uh, get the shape right and move it later. Exactly like this one, this one, this was completely flat. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, you had the, uh, the tuberous smooth.
0: and it all and, comes uh, together. Voila. Yeah.
1: Here, for example, along, you know, that's uh, maybe uh, three weeks. I didn't do a uh, ornament. Mm-hmm. And that I already stack here. It's causing, it's nice. A little bit of pinching here. Mm-hmm. It's a bit weird. But generally,
0: yes, always do ornament with a reference. And is it always. do you find that it's like a real mindset kind of thing? Like you really just, like you just got to get in and, and be doing ornamentation for a bit. And, you know, if you step and take, like you said, three weeks away, it, you know, it takes you a bit to get your head back around it.
1: Yeah, you, you definitely did, did a warm-up, Yeah, you, you know, because you, you get easily lost if you're not uh, used to it. Like, you know, uh, yeah, and it's not the correct way. Yeah. Like, no, I see it. But for the purpose of the uh, demonstration, good enough?
0: Good. Yeah, there's a great comment by uh, or note by Joseph that it's like he was under the e- expectation that he should be producing these results quickly. And, um, you know, seeing the process really helps them understand that, it, you know, it's a it's a time-intensive thing. Yes, it can be, yes. Yeah. Uh is oh. asking, do you use smoothing groups for this? Uh,
1: yes. I, I think you mean uh, smoothing group with um, TurboSmooth, the mm, workflow yeah. uh, TurboSmooth with the smoothing group? Yeah. Yes, I mainly use uh, that workflow for Art Surface stuff, yes. Okay. You're not going to use that with the uh, ornaments. No okay. way.
0: Okay. It's not going to work. Yeah all right sounds good so I think that's a really great demonstration of what we would take to do that now you've got a lot of ornamentation here but you know is, is it just a lot of duplicates is there or is there a lot of ornamentation you've yes done
1: that's thing? exactly what I wanted to show okay symmetry. so yeah that's a good example the use of symmetry is a, a big time saver you can quickly get a ton of variation of the same mesh you can quickly get a ton of uh, different results and then bake or any, anything you would like to an alpha mm-hmm. and reproject that, for example, on a plane in a ZBrush. Okay. But yeah, symmetry is a, a time-saver and a life-saver.
0: Okay, cool. But that So you're just building a small group of pieces and then pulling it all together and combining. Okay, I got it.
1: Yeah, you don't always have to make everything connected, you know that is going to work perfect, perfectly well when uh, you're going to bake uh, in uh, whatever software you want to use mm-hmm. for baking. Yeah. And uh, you can uh, quickly export that in a ZBrush and a
0: Okay. And uh, there we go, that will be uh, one single mesh. Oh, got it. Yeah. And uh, what he's referring to, guys, is you can just take this into ZBrush. You just dynamesh it as is and you just you put a high dynamesh resolution on it and it'll, it'll create the bevels. And yeah, merge exactly. Everything. Yes. Yeah, it's really beautiful. Simple. And then you can decimate it, for, for God's sake. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, this, cool. yeah, look at that. Same example, you know, mm-hmm. it's not all attached. This is a lot of
1: piece, single piece, then I dynamesh in a ZBrush. And it's it's the same workflow. Once you get a base, you know, there's nothing complicated in the topology here Mm -hmm. when you you look at it. And it's all quad, too. Great. It's time-consuming, but uh, it's fun. But it can be a pain in the ass,
0: yes. (laughs) Grab your herbal uh, Yeah, It's hot. You know, that's one of the things I think... um, Actually, yeah, I should just ask you, because ornamentation's hard. It takes time. How does it show in a portfolio? Do you think it's worth it? Do you think it's valuable to have in a portfolio and it's something that's helped you land jobs?
1: I think, for example, if you want to do a piece like that with a lot of ornament, I w- if I was to redo it, yeah. I would not obligatory uh, make uh, everything uh, by hand. Mm-hmm. Even if uh, in this case it was difficult because uh, Gothic is uh, it's not really, you know... Uh, panel with uh, engraved ornament you know what I mean it's uh, geometry but for example if someone want to do a furniture I will do online the, the main shape as a 3d model and do the rest as a alpha Z brush uh, projection and not waste uh, time in a uh, doing everything by hand, you know. It's in a studio, for example, you're not going to waste your, your life uh, doing everything by hand. You're going to do uh, the main shape and uh, you're going to uh, project alpha and everything that can be used, for example, in a substance painter. Mm-hmm. So it can be valuable because you can show how far you went in the 3D modeling, but it's, go- it's not really what uh, people will see uh, in the hand. Is a final piece, and whatever I means uh, you you use it to uh, get air, you know.
0: Okay, got it. Awesome. All right. Well, I think there we've got it, guys. Um. Uh. Ali, do you want to put your art station back up so they know where to find you, where they so they can follow you on art station there? Yeah. No problem. All right, guys, head over to ArtStation. Make sure you give a big thanks, um, you know, for all the time uh, that we've had today. And uh, Waleed, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, giving us some yeah, tips. Yeah, no problem. And, uh, I hope and... it
1: was uh, smooth.
0: Yeah, Goes up awesome.
1: a bit, uh, yeah. It's
0: getting late there. If
1: you got any question, guys, don't hesitate to email me and me on Skype. Uh, I'm always open uh, to show you something if you want uh, or anything uh, you would like to see i can share it uh, with
0: you no problem man thank you so much and congrats on this work this thing's this thing's a thing of beauty oh, every time i see it all right thank you very much thank you take care everybody and uh thanks for thank you very much ryan thank you guys all right take care bye Alright, thank you so much for taking the time out to listen to this. And I want to ask just two things of you. Number one, make sure to leave a comment or rank this wherever you are listening to it on Apple, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, really makes a difference in helping us get the word out about this industry and about what we do. Number two, make sure you visit vertexschool.com to learn more about what programs we offer in this area as a creative and for artists who are looking to jumpstart their career and discover a new industry. Again, thank you so much for listening. We're accepting applications right now. So I look forward to hearing from you soon.